Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X.ca on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 12.35 at Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Oilers Now, Bob Stoffer with you. You can text us at 6.30, 6.30. We're going to hook up with Scott uh, Housen here momentarily. Uh, he is. The Oilers VP of Player Development. I want to get to a bunch of texts that have roared in at 6.30, 6.30. Okay, what's going on here? Hmm. Brendan, I can't... Okay. How about you just come over, grab my phone while we're on the air here. Oh, Or maybe there will be a call coming in the next minute or two. This is uh, terrific and riveting live radio as we speak. So, let's see. Go to the contacts and then look up that number. And there we go. Uh, make sure you call Housen and not Bonner. Okay. Thank you very much. Uh, this is Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer with you. Uh, the Big L says, Bob, any truth to the rumor that we were trying to get Jeff Skinner? Apparently, he turned down an offer from some team from the Big L. Um. Uh, Hmm. Well, Carolina, I think, has an interest to get a bigger, more physical team. Uh, Jeff Skinner certainly has some skill. Maybe a fallback there. I mean, you look at Florida, you look at Carolina, and I'm not the first one to say this, but there might make some sense there. And then you look at some better teams. And uh, some of those better teams like Boston and Tampa Bay might make sense, too. You never know. This text comes in. Uh, Dudley says, Bob, I think it's time to get a new music director. Well, thank you for that, Dudley. We'll we'll consider that. Uh, Mike from Calgary has texted the show to say, Bob, I hate to point out the obvious, but before Lucic came around, the Oilers had Maroon and Hall. If the Oilers dump Lucic this summer, it should be considered a massive failure by the team. The contract was a mistake to begin with, but selling low on a player again is unacceptable. Play him this year and go from there. Massive bounce back season. Book it. That one comes to us from Mike in Calgary. Well, we'll see how this whole scenario plays itself out. Again, it's my belief, 80% plus uh, that Milano will be back and uh, Jerry Johansson's the agent and he's gone on record now a couple times to say his expectation is that Milan will be back and ready to go and, and bounce back. We'll talk to a guy who was once general manager in the league, a couple different stints as an assistant GM. Uh, 
He is now the Oilers' VP of Player Development. I'm not going to put him on the spot here because he can't speak to something that Peter Shirelli would need to speak to, but I will ask him, uh, Scott, has it been your experience that players can bounce back at times during the uh, course of the career? Oh, of course. We see we see it lots of times with players that have a down year, and uh, and for one reason or another, you know, it, it's a it's a tough game, and uh, things don't don't go right for you. You get in a rut, and uh, then you get you reach, get a reset in the summer, and you you come back stronger. And uh, hopefully, things can go uh, can go right for Milan early, and then he can get. Uh, get on a roll and then get back to what we know he can be winning changes everything doesn't it it does it helps a lot yeah it it, it improves it the, the 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 dressing room and the players attitude the coaches it, it just it just is so much better when you're winning and uh and it just makes you feel good about yourself and winning breeds winning Oilers VP of Player Development, uh, Scott Housen joining us uh Scott you made uh, the biggest trade in Columbus history they still have players on the team from that trade. Uh, they do. Brandon Dubinsky's there. Yep. Uh, they used Enisimov to get Panarin, and now they've got uh, apparently a little situation with Panarin about trying to sign him. We'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But uh, yeah, we had to, we traded Rick Nash, and that was not an easy trade to make. And you also uh, got them Bobrovsky as well, and that one has uh, paid massive dividends for Columbus over the years. It has, yeah. Again, we were a little bit lucky there. Uh, we we knew we had to solidify our goaltending, and at the time, we were just trying to get another NHL goalie to compete with Steve Mason, and then let the chips fall where they may. And and Sergey is a two-time Vesna winner, and so, really so, been an elite goalie in the league. So when you made that deal, you didn't think you were getting Sergey Bobrovsky, uh, the Vesna Trophy winner. You thought you were getting a guy that was going to compete against Mason for playing time. That's right. Yeah, and hopefully one of them emerges as a as a you know a legitimate, consistent number one, and that's what's happened. All right, Scott, you're now in a different role. You're the VP of Player Development. So uh, for our listeners, maybe explain what you did during the course of last season. Well, I really take responsibility for the players that uh, are obviously not in Edmonton and also not in Bakersfield. I, I I visit Bakersfield a little bit and know what's going on there, but really we have. You know, three or four coaches down there, and Craig and Keith and Bill Scott that can look after all that development. And I, I look after the players that are in college, that are in junior, that are in Europe. Uh, make sure I talk to them, I see them play a lot, uh, and give them feedback on their play and what they need to do. And uh, and then obviously come here at development camp, and we get a chance to spend some time with them and give them more feedback and uh and this has really been a tremendous week for i think for the players they've uh taken in a lot of information about nutrition about hydration about skill development and uh and hopefully they'll it'll springboard them for the rest of the summer here i mean you've been involved uh either with the orders or with columbus sort of in management type roles since the early 2000s is there any way to express uh, or illustrate the evolution that has occurred with these camps yeah they've just gone up they seem to go up uh, every year um and and and, and the mistake that some of the kids make, and we try and make this clear at the outset, this is not an evaluation time. We're not evaluating these kids at all. Nobody's going to make the Oilers this week. Uh, nobody's not going to make the Oilers this week. This is about them coming to the new ones, certainly, like a, a, an Evan Bouchard or a Ryan McLeod. It's coming to Edmonton, getting to know the people here, getting to know their future teammates, uh, getting to know the city the arena, everything. So uh, it's all about education, and it's all about uh, 
them developing uh, and giving them the tools to develop. Last season, how many times did you go see Connor Yamamoto in Spokane? Oh, I think I probably saw him play eight or nine times. Uh, you know, he struggled at the beginning, so we wanted to give him some extra extra attention. And, and I remember I went in there for about a week in January, I think, and just, just uh, saw him play two or three times, uh, went out for dinner with him and talked about, uh, you know, how he's playing and, and what are some of the issues. And, uh, and to his credit, he really... He really uh, turned it on, as we all know, in the last uh, you know thirty or forty games, and I think I think he was the best player in the league at, uh, in the last three or four games. It didn't translate in the playoffs. He, he had an ankle injury, and he's still he's just over that now. He's almost uh, you know he's ninety five percent healthy. Uh, it's not inhibiting from his workouts, and uh, so I saw him quite a bit. Yeah, Scott Housen joining us. He's the Oilers' VP of Player Development. Uh, in Yamamoto's case, I mean, because he is a, a slighter, smaller guy, uh, you know, quickness, explosiveness is always going to be a, 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 uh, important for him. The one thing he has, though, is, and, and I'm wondering whether or not, you know, I, certainly Keith Gretzky uh, in concert with Bob Green, the sense I get is the organizations perhaps, and I don't mean to disparage the guys that ran the scouting before, but perhaps a greater emphasis on hockey sense than ever before. And that's something that Yamamoto clearly has. And Scott, I could tell that because there were a lot of the veteran Oiler players last year that didn't mind if Yamamoto was on the ice with them because they knew he could get them the puck because he could process the game. Yeah, he's he's got an elite set of hands. And, and when he crosses the blue line, uh, certainly the things that I saw him do last year, he, he made a lot of really good plays as he, as he enters the offensive zone. He's also got, as you mentioned, he's got some slipperiness to him, um, which he's going to need at the NHL level. He, he can get in and out of spots very quickly, so he's got that explosiveness. And, uh, and if the puck gets on his stick, he, he knows what to do with it, and he makes decisions quickly. So I think he's going to have a real good oiler future here. Don't know when that's going to start, whether it starts this fall or not. remains to be determined, but... Uh, It'll happen, I think, for him. Scott Housen joining us. Scott, so is there any way organizations, you have this inevitable occurrence that seems to happen with guys that get eight or nine games in the NHL at the start of the year, and then they get returned to junior. And I don't know what exactly happens, but a lot of guys struggle. Maybe not in the first game, but they struggle fairly quickly once they go down. Why does that happen? It's just, uh, you know, it's just such a big letdown. Uh, they're in the NHL. They're with NHL players. They're staying at great hotels. They're in a great city like Edmonton with a passionate fan base and lots of attention. And then all of a sudden you're playing and not to disparage Swift Current or Moose Jaw or Portland or anything, but it's just a different, it's a different feel. It's a different vibe. And as you mentioned, it usually doesn't happen right away because they're playing at an NHL pace speed and i remember kyler went down i think he got four or five points his first game um and then and then it becomes hard it becomes work he slows down to the level and he's just not as uh, excited and passionate about it it happens he, it's he's not the first that's happened to it he's not going to be the last that happens to and it's and you can speak to them and tell them all you want but they have to go through it and uh and the good ones come out of it and that's what kyler did do you see a difference between a guy that's maybe a 2015 or 2016 draft and a guy that's 2018 in the maturation? I mean, I'm thinking of a Cooper. Uh, I mean, I was down there the last couple uh, days, and it's pretty clear that you know Marody is 
like he looks different than say a guy like Cameron Habig, and there's I think there's a two year difference there in age. Um, but you notice that, especially with the guys that, you know, they're, they've got four to two practice to game ratios in the NCAA, which gives them an opportunity to work out more, which work, gives them the chance to get stronger. Are, and, and so as a result, they might look, you know, first of all, they're more mature. And secondly, because they've probably trained the right way, they're a tad more explosive as well at this stage. Yeah, they, they've just had, they've got more more training seasons under their belt and as you mentioned the ncaa is sort of conducive to uh with their schedule and uh the facilities they have i mean there's so many colleges cooper marodi came from uh, michigan and uh you know there's just there's so many opportunities to train you've got the schedule whereas in major junior sometimes there's some weeks where you just can't train because you're playing all the time and uh yeah so you you do see a difference uh cooper's a little older um, and he's had those training uh, seasons under his belt uh, and a little more mature, and much mature in his approach, mature in his outlook, mature on the ice. He's a very uh, high IQ player, so uh, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing what he can do as a pro. Uh, Evan Bouchard was the Oilers' number one pick. He fell to Edmonton at number 10. You can see his, and I know we're not supposed to gauge too much into it, Scott, but when the scrimmaging takes place in the final 45 minutes of the on-ice sessions, you can see the skill set he has. Yeah, he's he's got a special skill set With when he has the puck. He sees the ice extremely well. He's got uh, high poise and confidence. He's not going to get rushed into anything. Um, low panic threshold. And uh, so he's he's got a lot of tools, that, uh, including the shot, which he probably hasn't shown as much here. Uh, he's got a really good wrist shot. He's got a good one-timer, good slap shot, gets it through. Um, something that, uh, you know, uh, Oilers, uh, Oilers fans and, and us and management, the coaches have, have been looking for uh, that hopefully in long term he can help our power play. How do you uh, dissuade a guy who's a physical player? from not being too physical. I'm going to go back to Chicago's development camp. You may remember the incident that involved Kyle Beach. Remember him, the first-round draft pick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he, he he injured a kid named Matias Olam, like yeah. one of their own. And, I mean, it was, you know, a 6'3", 220-pound, 19-year-old against, you know, a 5'9". If I was on the Chicago staff, I would have been personally livid. But how do you... Uh, that that had occurred with Beach, but how do you dissuade that? Like, is there a discussion that takes place before, you know, when you, when, when guys are scrimmaging or they're doing two-on-two or even a one-on-one compete, how do you how do you sort of ensure that it doesn't cross the line? Or can you? Well, uh, you know, it depends. Uh, I guess there's some players that are more prone to do that. It hasn't been an issue for us uh, at any development camp that I've been to. Obviously, there's obviously. I remember yesterday there was uh, almost a high-speed collision, but it was an accidental one. They were doing yeah. the line rushes both ways, um, but it hasn't been an issue here. We don't. We haven't had to address it. I think the players have uh, uh, great respect for each other, and they're all trying to get to the same place. And they're all trying to help each other, and nobody wants anybody to get hurt. They play hard. You, you saw Graham McPhee out there. He's he takes no prisoners. He competes hard, but he's not out there to hurt anybody. So we just haven't had any issues with it. All right. Uh, I'm getting texts right now. Ask Housen who has sort of caught your eye. I mean, I, I know it's maybe tough out of the 24 guys on the ice uh, that are out there, but are there a couple players that you've noticed? Uh, well, we. I think Olivier Rodriguez has had a, a, a very good week. Um, you can see 
he's so smart at reading the play and he's technically sound. So uh, I've been impressed with him. And part of the reason I think I've been impressed with him is I had, I didn't have much knowledge on him. So you can see uh, the skill. He's obviously going to have to, he's a very slight young man right now and uh, he's going to have to get a lot stronger, but uh, the technical skills, the reading of the game, uh, has been good. Obviously, Bouchard uh, is somebody that uh, has, has, has will catch people's eyes just for the way he plays the game and what he does with the puck. Um, and, and then uh, the sleeper, I'd say, is uh, Michael Kesselring, the player we drafted in the sixth round, um, mm. has really come in here. He's a long, lanky kid. He's a, as I, I had a discussion with him this morning. Uh, he's a long play kid. He's a long-term guy. We're not expecting him to be anywhere near the Oilers in, in a couple of years. He's got a year in the USHL. He'll have one, two, three years of college before he's ready for pro. But he's a long, long kid. Got to put on it. He's got a frame that's, you know, he's 190 pounds now. Probably three years from now, he's going to be 210. He moves well. Yeah. So uh, we're, we're uh, quietly optimistic about his path. So those are the guys that I guess have stuck out right now. We're joined by Oilers VP of Player Development, Scott Howes and Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers. Now, Scott, I want to just uh, ask you about Tyler Benson because we haven't seen a lot of him. He's been hurt a lot. He's had some, uh, you know, some tough breaks injury-wise. Some, you know, he had a assist on his tailbone at one time. And uh, second-round pick, 32nd overall in 2016 draft last year at the Vancouver Giants, playing on what I would consider to be an average team. Uh, he had 27 goals and 69 points in 58 games. So he had a pretty decent year and a good playoff for Vancouver. Uh, is this? I, I know he was out a couple of years ago and he hadn't had a chance to train at all. And it, you know because his game, he's going to have to work on his skating. Uh, he'll likely be slotted in the American, almost certainly, and be in the AHL this year. Uh, to me, he looks strong in the puck and knows where to put the puck. What have you thought? Yeah, he's, uh, well, first of all, he's, this is his first summer that I can remember that he's been healthy. Um, and I, and in talking to him here, you know, he's had the stomach issues. I think he's had a double hernia surgery over the last two summers, uh, one the left and then the right or vice versa. And uh, I asked him, uh, you know, how's it going? Do you feel it? He said, I don't feel anything. And you can just see the relief in his face when he says, I don't, I don't feel it all. I don't even think about it. So that's exciting uh that he's able to fully train he looks great uh he's leaned up uh and tyler you hit the nail on that he's gonna have to get quicker uh get get stronger off the mark he's never going to be a speed burner he's never going to carry the puck from our end to uh the offensive zone he's going to play be a player that moves the puck and then gets it back and then he does his damage uh in in the offensive zone he he plays in traffic he's good on the inside of people uh, he doesn't need a lot of time to make plays. So I think it's a really encouraging sign that he's uh, here, he's healthy, he's slimmer and trimmer, and he's already quicker. Scott, I'm going to ask you about two more sets of players. Uh, you said you travel over to Europe as well. Uh, we're getting asked, what's going on with Marcus Niemelainen and uh, Philip Berglund, who were third-round picks in 2016? Yeah, um, well, first Marcus played in the men's league this year. Uh, he didn't have a great experience in Saginaw. Uh, so we bought, uh, by, with that decision, we have two more years with him where we own his rights. He had a, a, an okay year this year uh, on a bad team, a very young team in the Finnish men's league. 
Um, so this will be a real growth year for him. We are, we're expecting him to take a step. Uh, but again, it's up to him. He's in, uh, playing against men as a 19-year-old. It's not easy. And, uh, and, and so we'll just have to see how his develop, what his development path is. Philip Bergman took a huge step last year. He played on Sheleftia, which is in the uh, Swedish Hockey League, and uh, played a top-four role average, I think, 18 or 19 minutes a night. Um, and it's, it's, uh, I said to the guys back here when, after I went and watched him play last year's, cause we drafted them sort of thinking he was going to be an offensive guy that could really make plays with the puck and hammer the puck. And what I saw was more of a defending guy, more, uh, you know, a, a David Savard type of player as opposed to uh, a real offensive guy. And he continued his top four role. He went to the finals in the Swedish hockey league. And, uh, so a huge step, a huge step for him and, uh, is right on the prospect list. He's going to spend. They're they're both going to spend another year in Europe, and then we'll uh, evaluate from there. And the other set of players, uh, Ostap uh, Safin, along with uh, Kirill Maximov, fourth and fifth round picks last year. Um, Safin played in the Quebec League, and Maximov played in the O. Uh, you can see they've got some skill. What have you thought of them? Yeah, well, Kirill uh, Maximoff had an outstanding year last year. Uh, I was uh, pleasantly surprised when I saw him play. He was, uh, we, we, had, we had questions on his skating, and I think his skating has improved. It still has to get better, but I don't see it. I don't think it's going to be an issue as a pro at all. Um, elite hands, elite shot, uh, scored, I think, 34 goals last year. So we're expecting big things from him in Niagara and real legitimate prospect. I'd put him easily in the top. Uh, five of our prospect list, uh, and uh, and Ostap has a, a wonderful tool set. Uh, he can just dominate a game in the Quebec League. He w- we thought he might get traded from St. John because they had the first pick in the uh, import yep. draft, which was, which was today. I'm not sure who they drafted. I haven't seen it yet, but they told me they were going to draft the forward, um, and it was going to have too many Europeans. You're only allowed two, and so they thought they were going to trade him, but they ended up keeping him and trading a defenseman. So he's going to be in St. John uh, to start the year. Um, after coming here, and he's got a great, great talent. Um, uh, big, big man uh, with high skill level uh, can make uh, eye-popping plays and one-on-one skill. He's got to learn to play more of a team game at time and at times and support the puck. But uh, again, a legitimate prospect for us. Scott, we appreciate the extensive look at some of the orders prospects, and uh, I hope you're up for doing this uh, maybe once every couple of months during the season. Yeah, that sounds like a great idea, Bob. All right, Thanks th- for having me. You bet. That is Scott Housen. He is the Oilers' VP of Player Development. And we'll tell you that uh, it's 1256 in Edmonton. If you're looking for a great destination to go this year, Disneyland. You can, it's the happiest place on earth. Fabulous fun, great food, warm weather. Book now with New West Travel. Your Disneyland California package includes nonstop airfare, four-star hotel for seven nights, and a five-day attractions pass. For reservations to Disneyland, call the travel experts at New West Travel, 780-432-7446, or book online at newwesttravel.com. Again, the Billy Morris Cup which wraps up the development camp 6.30 tonight at the uh, community arena uh, adjacent to uh, Rogers Place. First come, first serve uh, for seating. We will go off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell and uh, still lots of great guests coming up on Oilers Now. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca. Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports certificate of authenticity and holographic, 
them, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, Pro-Am Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca. That's proamsports.ca. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Uh, Cheeks has texted the show on our Westlock Ford text line at 630-630. Bob, is Joffrey Lupul staying retired or would he take a PTO? He hasn't played in two years. I, I, I think Joff's playing days are done. I can, You know what? I... Who knows? No one's talked to him in two years. Uh, we'll tell you this. The best pizza in the city still make it a great Royal Pizza. Multiple locations in Edmonton to serve you, including the original Royal Pizza, Old Strathcona, 48-plus years. Stop for recommendation at Royal Pizza, Mediterranean Chicken, Royal Pizza, Pizza Pasta, and so much more. For our menu and locations, visit royalpizza.ca. Off to a global news weather traffic update with uh, Eileen Bell. Back with Sportsnet columnist Eric Francis. This is Oilers Now.